People say he ain't no good And I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning Pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade Well I ain't got no money But you better believe I got it made Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. What's up, folks? Today with me, I got a superhero. Uh, if y'all know, there's not many people that I actually think are funny. And this guy is funny enough that even though he's dodged me about 10 times when I've asked his ass to be on the show, and he's just ignored me and left me on red and all this type of shit, the big guy, Goose, finally is doing the show. So, you know, I, I appreciate you taking time away from your busy schedule to hang out with me for a little bit. I'm just glad you paid me a little bit of attention. I was going to fish today. Fish and scratch my ass. But, I mean, I canceled one of those off my list to do this. So well, I'm glad you're not fishing. It's it's a it's a busy schedule. Like, that's uh, that's not true at all. Um, that's uh, that's the total fucking bullshit. But I can say it is anyways. You know what I mean? Like, especially... When I'm like, I wake up in the morning and my old lady goes to a real job and I'm like, all right, I got to go to work. Like when I tell her I got to go to work, like if she had something she could throw at me at that point in time, if she would do it. Like I love calling it a job. It cracks me the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that you said a real job because that's what I say to all of my friends when they're asking me to do shit or they can't. And I'll be like, look, just because you got a real job and I don't. No, I we're making the same money, but one of us is playing pretend. One of us is actually doing some manual labor now. You know, don't don't get mad at me. And that's what you'll never catch me. Uh, everyone else's job compared to mine kind of sucks. I'm yeah. all, I'll, talk, I'll be honest with you. Like I I enjoy what I, it's annoying at sometimes, but um, if I have to go back and get a real job, I'm fucked. I'm in real big trouble. I have literally for the past six or seven years now. <laughs> I have made every dollar off of my mouth from yeah. radio to content to whatever. I do not ever want to have to use my, I did not know what a lazy piece of shit I was until the, past, until the past couple of years. And I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to starve if I have to get a manual labor job again. I don't know what I'm going to do. Like even the job before, I mean, it was construction, but I was like a half-ass operator. So manual labor, like it wasn't really that intensive, but, uh, like I did have a little bit. And then last week, uh, I had to take a water break, tie my shoes. And I'm like, bro, if you have to go back to work, you are fucked. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I, I'm not good at anything either. That's what's bad. Like my dad owns a drywall company and I have been hit with pieces of drywall. I've been hit with, Hammer, I've been hit, I've been abused on that job site before, and I was not good at that. And that was a trade that has been taught to me my whole life. If I can't do that, I can't do anything. I'm not good at nothing besides running my damn mouth. And that, and that's what makes me like. You see a lot of people, <clears throat> like uh, when people ask me what I do, I hate saying that I'm a comedian because I don't classify myself as that. So when I see like people. 
other content creators that are online that in their bio they have i'm a comedian uh it, i'm like bro i'm good at one thing don't take that from me like you're 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 an influencer like throwing the c word out there is very very aggressive like i mean like i, I can just see when a tiktoker calls himself a comedian like tom segura's head just spins 360 degrees like i actually yeah. i actually think it's disrespectful uh it is i because like my top like my top two are Richard Pryor is always going to be one, then Chappelle's two, and I look at them and I that's how I hold like to the standard of everybody. And I love Segura, I love Bert, I love all of them. Like they're the funniest sons of bitches going right now to me, and Theo especially and Rogan. But you see these people on there. I had a guy on my show probably last summer, and I don't know how he ended up. It was like a group show or whatever, and somebody sent me the thing, and they were like. Eric the comedian. I don't think Eric was his name. I don't remember his fucking name. But it was like, okay, this guy's gonna be funny, right? Like he calls himself a comedian. He's got, you know, X amount of followers. Dude got on the show, the most boring person I ever had in my life. And you know why he thought he was funny? He would quote movie lines. The motherfucker would quote a movie. He'd be like, Life is like a box of chocolate. Motherfucker, you're not a comedian. You're a thief. Wow fucking wow yeah i mean that's and bro like and i've i've lit like i I got a jeff foxworthy vhs i remember my dad brought it home and i watched that and i wore that motherfucker out so i have been around this and i I, like i eat sleep and breathe it if i'm not listening to it i'm watching it if i'm not watching it i'm writing it uh like i mean i've got a show in rush kentucky saturday um to where i gotta go on stage like I get it that you're and me and me and another comedian were talking about it on the fuck. I just called myself that uh, on the phone yesterday. Um, and he's a good buddy. I, of mine. I think I think it's okay for you to call yourself that. You're funny. Man, you're I, funny. I, you, I, you can call yourself that. <laughs> I feel like such a piece of shit when I do it though. <laughs> but uh, that's what we were talking. I'm like, man, fucking, uh, you're a content creator. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? Unless you can go up on stage. <laughs> And I'm going to be nice and say, put a microphone in your fucking hand and hold 10 minutes of a crowd by your fucking self, by yourself. Then we can start talking. But other than that, I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with doing what you do. Just, I mean, there's some comedians out there, bro. Have, like, okay. So as TikTokers, so say if I advertise, Hey, I'm going to do a show in Indianapolis, just me. All right. I use my platform to advertise that. Bro, you're not going to get booed off stage even if you fucking suck. It's your fans that are coming to see you. What are they going to do? Throw shit at you? Like, you're not going to an open fucking mic night where people, like, don't know who you are and shit. That, that's, that, that's comedy, you know? And, I, like, and I think people just stray away from that so fucking much. It's insane. That's why as soon as I see someone that has comedian in their bio and I know they lip sync every fucking video that they do and they do trends i want to scissor kick their neck off their shoulders because it's fucking ridiculous it's fucking same like it it's it's so it drives me ape shit and then i don't know if you've ever done this i might stick my foot in my mouth have you ever done like any of the group shows that where people have like come together and they're like you know what we're gonna go to a bar and we're gonna put on our tiktok performance at a bar I don't, you don't, you don't seem like the one that has done that, but have you? Okay. So 
what what you're getting ready to say is a hundred and thirty thousand percent the truth. I know what's Gary come out of your mouth, and you're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong at all. I so when we first started doing this, like the whole you got famous thing, uh, I tried to put one of these together, but mine was going to be um, a group of comedians. You went you went up there and did stand up by yourself, but no, I know what you're saying, and trust me, when I see people tiktokers and and try and i'm not y'all do your thing you make your money you do what you got to do you know i'm not i'm not hating but motherfuck bro uh hey we're it's fucking like nine of y'all and we're selling vip tickets for meet and greets they're only 360 fucking dollars let me tell you something bro uh kanye west can get me pregnant for 360 fucking dollars and he's a real ass fucking celebrity like don't do that that's dumb See, this is why I knew me and you were going to be boys. We just had to I fucking talk. Because okay. <laughs> look, I have I have literally shown my ass several times because I'm I the people that I very much care about that are artists, that are musicians, that are comedians. They've had to work their ass off. They've had to pay their dues to get their name as a headline at a bar or wherever. And when I started seeing these people come together and they're like wanting to bounce off each other and they're wanting to call themselves comedians or they're wanting to call themselves whatever. And then they get up on stage and they do a little dancey dance from TikTok or they literally take a skit that they've already done on TikTok and think that it's a set, a, a, a comical skit or set. It's just like you're not doing this the right way. I'm not saying that you wouldn't be talented if you worked at it. Like maybe, you know, get on stage, bomb a couple times by yourself, but there's not a single comedian in this world that has ever said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get up and I'm going to do a group show. I'm going to do a group show and then I'm going to overcharge the shit out of people. Me and you could go right now to the uh, the comedy store out in, in California and we might pay $5 to get in to see somebody who's going to be worth millions of dollars one day they're not charging three hundred and fifty dollars for a fucking VIP. No, no. And I'm telling you right now, if I pay, if if I'm paying three hundred fifty dollars to see uh, my favorite comedian, which on, I mean, let's real talk. Like, um, it would take someone of that stature of Kreischer or Bill Burr or Segura uh, for. I would if you told me, hey, you got. 350 bucks, you get 30 minutes with the guy. Absolutely. Um, there's not, and I'm not trying, like I said, I'm, I'm going to catch shit for this. I assure you. And I also don't fucking care. Um, <laughs> there's nobody on TikTok I'm paying that much money for to get y'all for 30 minutes. Like, no, absolutely not. What are you doing? Like, are, you better fucking something. I don't know. And here's what, so that that right there has put the bad taste of the mouth of as far as like the blue collar comedy vibe which i want to get back to if you tell me you get four or five individuals male female whatever and they're gonna do a group show each person's gonna get on stage they're gonna do 20 minutes to their stand-up and then everybody's gonna pull up a fucking lawn chair they bought from kmart after that and y'all are gonna sit there and we're gonna have question and answer and we're going to make fun of people in the crowd for that's a different fucking story. But yeah, I mean, some of the, like it, it's the audacity is amazing. They're really like, well, what the way that I thought it would work 
is what you would do is you would take some of these, whether it's a country artist or whatever, it's got to be somebody that's not super fucking auto tune. It's got to be somebody that can actually play a live show. What you do is you take somebody like you that could MC an event. That's what I do at a bunch of places. Like any event that I get booked for, I'm not getting up there doing stand up. I get up there and talk shit, but it's literally introducing the next act. It's literally getting the crowd pumped up. It's whatever. It's just being what an MC is supposed to be. And what you would do is you would alternate. So like you give you like a 10 minute set and then you'd have an artist come out. That's actually a good fucking artist. Let them play for 30 minutes, take a break, send the next person up there. You got to do like real entertainment. Like you can't just with people that are off of TikTok that you don't know if they can actually do a set. I don't know if any of that works. I think that it will bring people out because of the following that people have. People are going to pay to see, but also too, there's going to be a lot of people that shy away when they see some of those ticket prices. Well, I've seen them because they've been around and it's just like, how do you expect if I just paid to go see Chappelle and Rogan and I paid $150 to go see them and you think that you're worth a hundred dollar ticket, go fuck yourself. And that, and it's, it's made them, it's made them all lazy because let's let's be real. Like it's they are being a male or female, either one. They're fangirling over you. All right. So yeah. now you literally you, you all you got to do is show the fuck up. All right. I'm like, what are they going to do? They're not going. They got to take a picture with you. Uh, they're not going to bitch about that. Like you know what I'm saying. And that's where it's it's made us lazy to where. Uh, well, I got this show, and bro, the word show goes to me. <laughs> almost but it's like hey we we got i'm like <laughs> let me back that up tour show and commit like i'll swing on all three of those like uh, bro oh my god like and th- and this is the example i give everybody like i know you just got married by the way congratulations with that congratulations Thanks. um Thanks. you ever been a date on a date before and that person was so into you that you would even say some stupid shit and they would laugh. But it's just how into you they were. I could say some of the dumbest shit with somebody that just liked me that much, and they're going to giggle. They're going to laugh. They're that invested in you. It's not a real laugh. They're just trying to amuse you. That's where I think a lot of these group shows and everything, I think that's what the crowd is doing. They don't want to. They don't want you to have to hear crickets up on stage or whatever. They're gonna amuse you. That's not a real fucking laugh. I like the fucking you're crying shit in your pants laughing, and that's what like it, it doesn't feel authentic to me. It doesn't feel real to me. And that's the like the first stand up show I did was at Emerson Theater, and that's what a lot of these people need to fucking understand. When and, and granted, it was. Uh, it was people that that followed me and were quote unquote. I hate saying the word fucking fans either. That wears me out. Yeah, hey, I don't use that one. I hate that word. Uh, I'm just gonna say followers, followers that showed up. Um, bro, when you step on like everybody thinks, okay, well he's got one point or two point five million or three million or five million followers. What the fuck ever. All he's got to do is say, hey, I'm gonna do a show uh, and advertise this. And uh, make a video, and it's going to sell out a 500-cap room. Dog, my first fucking stand-up show that I did, I advertised and hustled my fucking ass off. 
and did stand up for 20 fucking minutes in front of approximately 23 fucking people. Like that is a dose of reality. And let me tell you what, like people think, oh yeah, there's a lot of, well, they showed up, they're going to pay attention the whole time. Um, I, I got in my fucking own head about the first five minutes of it, realized that I was doing shitty because I start seeing screens that are turning people's faces white. They're watching their phone. They're not listening yeah. to me. Like, man, that's what 20 fucking people in the room. That, and that's what, like, literally, like, now everybody's like, do you have stage fright or any kind of shit like that? There's nothing that fucking scares me. Just because of that shit, you need that. You need that failure of doing this and doing this and doing this and having seven fucking people show up. And five of them are there to see you. I mean, it, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a fucking fuel, really. I think I think you have to. If you didn't know how bad it hurt to lose, you wouldn't know how good it felt to win, you know? Oh, but you have to. Um, but that's what paying your dues comes from, man. That's a lesson that you have to learn. But it also makes you want to grind harder. It makes you want to write better stuff. It makes you want to just be a better version of yourself. So next time when you get up there, those people that are putting that phone up in front of their face, they're never going to pick it up. Like, I, I, want, I want you to almost put me in my place so I'll come back even fucking harder. It, yep. makes, it makes you better. I love hearing comedians, real comedians, talk about bombing. They don't talk about it like it scared the shit out of them or it hurt them. Every time you hear Richard Pryor is is one of his famous things was it was uh one of the first shows he came back after setting himself on fire. Um, I think it's live from LA Strip is what the thing is. But the yeah. night the night before, before they actually recorded the the the, the what you can see on TV and everything. He bombed the night before. It was so bad that he walked off stage in the middle of the set because it was so fucking horrible. The next night, he comes back and gives one of the best performances of all time. And it, he, he talks about it in a lot of his stuff. It's like, I, I had to have that. Like, I, it gave me something to hear them fucking not being approved, like them not approving of me. I had to make them love me the next day. That's some. It right there like uh, that, like like because anybody else and they'll, they'll tell you when you try to bounce back from something like that he could have easily just said fuck it yeah. you know i'm not coming but like that that and and dude i tell you what like and i'm not sitting here talking like i'm a veteran fucking stand-up comic like i i'm just now getting into doing stuff but uh that that feeling when you the opposite of what he's talking about when you have a room and it takes the the first time dude the first when that first joke hits and you hear it and you see people's faces light up there's no heroin there's no drug there's no it, it is fucking unbelievable and that and that, and that's why like I, and I, that's the only reason that w really anymore um as content creator i know as far as me that i'll go out and do them because i'm gonna be totally honest with you they pay dog shit like People are like, I mean, I live in Indiana. Someone will call me, hey, I've got this comedy club in Carolina. Um, it's only uh, 37 and a half hours away from your house. Um, I'll give you $13 in gas. I will book you a fucking flea-infested motel room to stay in. And there's a Burger King next door that my grandmother's uncle's cousin has coupons to where we can get you free food. I'm like, bro, I'm on my way. You know what I'm saying? I mean, people fucking stand-up stand comedians are the most underpaid underappreciated source of entertainment i've ever seen in my entire fucking life like you pay these guys trash to fill your fucking place with uh an astounding amount of people and it's it's then they wonder why 
nobody wants to fucking do it because the it, it doesn't benefit them at all. It's that feeling. Uh, and I was just talking to Flamingo about it the other day. Um, that's why I keep trying to do as much as I can because uh, online content creation will make you fucking lazy. And it will that you'll lose that skill of being able to get on stage and being able to talk to people. Uh, so if anything, that's why I still do them. But if you're paying your bills on stand up comedy, um, unless you're one of these bigger names, you're you're not doing very well. I can fucking promise you that. No, there's I mean, there's no money in it. Uh, no. no, not unless you actually rent out a place yourself you get the ticket sales you do a door deal with the place or whatever you're not going to make any fucking money on on it but you got to do it though that's the thing like you have to work your material and working your material online doesn't work like you <laughs> you you sitting there trying to make jokes and shit or go over your set on a facetime or on a live or whatever you're not getting the reaction back. Seeing ha 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 in your comment section or that's funny. That does that's not the response. That's like nope. you have to have it and see what works and what doesn't. And and then and, and people like so and we once again I was just talking about this yesterday. It sucks because I feel like what people see of me, um, it's really me not by my choice, just because of what I've been limited by what I can and can't do on TikTok and on all these other social media platforms, what you see of me on social media, bro, that's not me. Like that's, that's, that's me cut back to about 50 fucking percent. And me and you talked on the phone several different fucking times. And I mean, you can vouch for it too. I can't do that. So when I do go to shows or do, uh, do stuff like that, like, I don't, I don't fucking care. Like if you, if you showed up and, and didn't know this was a comedy show and you're going to get offended, you please, if you're listening to this fucking podcast, do not come watch me in person because I will ruin your fucking day. I can promise you that shit right now. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. See, that's where my problem lies with TikTok is exactly what you just said. I know yeah. what I, I know what I'm good at. I limit to my stuff to my show. Me and Ginger Billy were talking about this uh, when we did a show last year sometime. But it was where you have to know what platform you're on. You have to go by their fucking rules. And you have to use it. You have to utilize it the way that you're good at. I'm not good at TikTok. I've had a couple things that have blown up from my perspective of me saying something on the show and then taking it and put it into a video form, putting it out there. But the stuff that I would think would blow me up and things that I know that you would say, and I'm not going to throw anybody else under the bus here with me and you, but I, the way that me and you talk back and forth, dude, there's a market for that that would fucking explode. But the second that we do it and we're real, you got so many Karens and so many snowflakes and so many people that are going to be so offended by it and don't realize that it's just a fucking joke that we're just being, I say some shit that is borderline racist. On my show, I make Holocaust jokes. I say some fucked up shit, but this is my platform. Like I own the rights to my show. We've got corporate sponsors. We got local sponsors, and they know what they're getting with me. I can't do that kind of stuff on right. TikTok and other everything else. I can't do it on any platform because they're gonna fucking cry about it. Somebody's gonna bitch. Somebody's gonna mass report your shit, and then the next thing you know, what you've built to help market yourself and brand yourself is going to get fucking deleted. Then you got to start all over. I don't care if it gets deleted, but at the same time, like I busted my butt 
to market myself that way. I don't want it deleted. I don't want to have to start over from scratch. And that's where, like, so, uh, and that's been a real, and that's another reason why I try to do as much in-person shit as possible because when I, I don't know, when I was like 30,000 followers, I think I was still in that mindset of um, everybody knows me. Everybody knows that I say fuck all the time. And I was like, I'm not going to change my material. I'm not going to change this. I'm not going to change that. Um, and bro, and you can ask Ginger Billy. Um, I, you can ask Justin. Justin has called, send him a video and be like, can I do this? And he won't even fucking like, send me an answer back now because he knows that I know better that I can't post that. Yeah. I'll get three dots and I'm like, all right. And he's, he's, he's called me and I've had a numerous amounts of big creators, uh, call me and talk me down off this ledge as far as, uh, look, man, like we, we get where you're coming from. Like we totally fucking understand. But I mean, in, in one hand you have this, I'm going to say what, the, and I'm still going to say what I want to say, but I'm going to say what I want to say. I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about. And then the other hand, you've got this, uh, we'll pull your account. And I, and then I flash back to all those fucking early mornings. I did how much fucking grind I've put into building this. And I'm like, I mean, you got, you have to play by their fucking rules. And that, but when you put a mic in my hand and put me in front of people, I don't have to play by rules anymore. I can do what the fuck I want to do. Yeah. So that's where I gotten lost yet. Well, you haven't you you starting your own podcast too now. That's a good way to get your shit out there to get stuff off your chest, man. There's sometimes I will come into the studio and I like I don't really like doing shows by myself. Our our management company tries to get me to do more shows by myself and just go on a rant or whatever because for some reason people like that shit and I don't fucking know why because I'll go off the rails in a heartbeat, but I'll get pissed off or I'll get upset about something that I see on social media. And because I feel like I have to fucking express myself. Like, I don't like biting my tongue. If I know I can't post something on TikTok, I will come in here and I'll do a show by myself and I'll just fucking get it all out. I'll just pour out every single bit. Last year, dude, I said I was never going to go to a TikTok meetup. Never, because I knew I was going to hate 99.9% of the people that were fucking there. And I went to Nashville, though, last year. Our are the people that distribute my show and everything was like, look, you already like going to Nashville. You're up here all the time. There's a TikTok meet and greet. Just go. And if, and if you make one new person that's going to be on the show, that'll be cool. Well, I've met up with some people that have been on the show. I like them, but I got into fucking about 15 different arguments while I was there for that two days and just cussing fucking people out and being the hard headed version of myself that I am. And, I ended up, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to throw anybody else under the bus here. I'm going to go back when I get to the studio and I'm going to record a show and I'm going to tell everybody just exactly how entitled these fucks are, how special they think they are. And if they, you know, if anybody wants to come on after that show and want to talk about some of the actions that happened in Nashville, that's fine. Dude, there was a guy, I'm sitting there talking to one of my buddies who's an amazing songwriter. This guy cuts on several different big ass albums. And this guy walks up to me and uh, he starts talking or whatever. And he's like, uh, hey, dude, you seem pretty cool, man. Let me uh, Let me follow you back on TikTok. And I was like, 
follow me back. Like that was already like the stupidest fucking thing you could say to me. So I didn't know who the guy was. And then the guy's like, as he's pulling out my phone or whatever, I'm handing it to him or whatever. He's like, yeah, man, ever since I hit like 50,000 people, man, I can't even go out in my hometown anymore. <laughs> and, and then I'm drunk by this point. I'm good. I'm good and fucking buzzed. And not only was he already just a fucking dickhead right off the bat. So then he pulls it up and he's like, oh, you don't follow me. And I was like, yeah, I'm not fixing to either. He called it the talk. He's like, so what's up, man? What do you do on the talk? And I was like, please go suck a dick. Just get out of here. You, you say, like, even you saying it, it makes my left testicle start bleeding. Like, I can't, when people start saying the talk, like, first of all, fucking quit. Because if you're so fucking mentally unstable that you have to fucking abbreviate TikTok, we don't need to be talking anyway, like in any way, shape, or fucking form. Uh, and 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 that's like, don't get me wrong, fifty thousand people is a lot of fucking people to follow you, but I'm off to call ahead and call bullshit right now because I didn't start getting fucking recognized until I was at like almost two fucking million. Yeah. So I don't want to hear that bullshit at fucking all. Like. I mean, I understand. I get it. You're happy for yourself and this and that. But, and I sit here and I run my mouth about this. But when I hit 30,000 followers, um, in, in my mind, I woke up the next day, like literally, when I hit 30K, I'm like, all right, I need a manager. I got to have merchandise. I'm going to retire. I'm about ready to go tell my job to kiss my fucking ass. Like, hey, fucking evil can evil. Calm down. It's 30K. Like, you're, you're going to be all right. Uh, <laughs> I can't even go outside anymore. God, that fucking internet has ruined so many fucking people. It's insane. Well, I, I saw earlier, like when I was typing in your email, you're 85. Yeah. Okay. So me and you grew up in the age to where we still would get in fist fights in school. We still, you didn't run your fucking mouth because you were scared of getting your ass whooped. Like you, you didn't. There's too many of these people, especially the late nineties, babies or whatever they don't know what it's like to actually get brutally picked on now i i'm not about kids getting bullied or anything but i think in our generation it made us tough as fuck it made us to where we're we're we don't get our feelings hurt when we're not supposed to get our feelings hurt now you can say the right shit to me and it's gonna hurt my feelings but like if you're just making a joke i can take a fucking joke I feel like all these other kids have between participation trophies, no child left behind. They've just always been like, here, we're just going to make you soft as fuck. And our and generation and theirs don't match. That's the hardest thing. And I'm so glad I actually fucking uh, like it. I can actually get this shit out. But that is the one of the hardest things about what I do is majority of what I do is roast comedy. So and it's, it's a fucking joke. Like, if you don't like it, they, they, you can fucking unfollow or block me. But it's these motherfuckers that come in there. So, especially Facebook, dude. Let me tell you what. Facebook's fucking brutal. Like, I can get on fucking Facebook and post a video. And I'm like, hey, happy Monday, y'all. Hope you have a good day. First two comments. Nice hat, fat boy. I'm like, hey, wait a minute. You can't talk to me like that. Like, I'll call the fucking internet police. But they fucking, like, it's so easy for someone to get on TikTok and make a fucking dumbass comment about a video that I have, one, thinking I'm not going to see it, two, thinking I'm not going to respond to it. But here's the fucking thing. You can't. You can't respond to these fucking people because 
that you have a following, but it's okay for Ricky to wake up late for his fucking grocery store job and call in sick and sit in his mom's basement and troll my fucking videos for 10 minutes and write some stupid shit. But if I take one of Ricky's comments and I post about it and I wake up the next day and that, that guy's fucking done something to himself, well, then all of a sudden I'm a bully. No, dog. Like, that's fucked up. Like, get your shit straight before we're, we're fucking, we're, we're a different breed of fucking people. But, bro, I can clap back just like you can get on there and make that fucking comment. Like, don't get shit twisted. Like, like don't think I won't do that for two fucking seconds because I don't fucking care. Like, I, I mean, I had, so I had a guy, that's why I don't post a lot of material, uh, with my daughter on there. Like, and this has been a while back. I posted a video with my daughter, um, and she was probably two years old at the time. And it was a funny video. And the dude most made a comment that said, uh, drowned it like drown my kid i'm like <laughs> fucking wow like it's insane like it, it just blows my fucking mind but you got to be nice or they'll take it down for bullying and fucking harassment like it's the biggest joke i've ever fucking seen yeah see these keyboard gangsters i i just i have no fucking respect for them but also i learned something a long time ago and you you probably are a lot like this too i've had to tell every especially the women the women that have done my show, you could get 99% good comments and they're going to find that 1% comment that is bad. And they're going to, it's going to upset them. It's going to fuck up their whole day. It's going to, they're going to go to Reddit or whatever. And they're going to look up every bad thing that's ever been said about them. When I post something, I never read my comment section. I, I almost never, ever read my comment section because I just am so tired. People just want a fucking reaction out of you. And when you quit giving these motherfuckers a reaction, they quit leaving comments. Like they, they, I want to play the game to where I win no matter what. So as if I'm following community guidelines and I'm not responding now, do I want to? Yes. But also, man, me and you look like the type of guys and a lot of folks that have done the show is probably the same way. I take kind of pride in the fact that that motherfucker wouldn't say it to my face. Like they'll, they'll say, they'll say it in the comment section, but God forbid you ran into me in a bar. You're probably going to be the motherfucker that wants to shake my hand and take a picture. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then you, yep. so fuck you. If you, if you ain't got enough balls to say it to my face, there's not enough. I always say cowboys. Cowboys is like my favorite shit. There's not enough fucking cowboys left They're Like I'm the one that if you fuck around, you're going to find out. And you seem like that too. Like whether it's just me talking shit and hurting your feelings or me actually like being aggressive about it. But I don't get that. Like you, you, if you're not going to do it to me in person, I'm not going to pay attention to what you do on the internet. And that's what these fucking people don't realize. Like, and when I say that, uh, and it sucks because when you say, um, and I've, I've said it for you, you have to stay the fuck out of your comment section. Uh, you're actually one of the first people I've heard say that. That sucks because what I'll do is I'll post a video for the first five minutes. I will try to interact and I try to interact with my people the best I fucking can, but, uh, you, you can't respond. You can't clap back to these fucking comments. And there's some people on here that have turned their whole ass fucking platform into responding to negative fucking comments. Let me tell you something. Uh, my job is to make you laugh and forget about your fucking day. You're never going to see me involved in drama on TikTok. You never like you. I could catch you. I could come to my house tomorrow 
and you could have drove to my house and you could be in bed with my old lady. You will never, and I need everyone to fucking please hear this when I say this, you'll never see me address this on the fucking internet. That's not what this is fucking for. My job is to make you fucking laugh and forget about your fucking day. I'm never going to, I mean, I've got, I, I know shit about uh, uh, tons of, of creators and stuff like that, that they wouldn't want to fucking get out. And that's the thing, like, to have a fucking platform like this is a huge fucking responsibility because, bro, if I was unstable, like, I could cause a lot of fucking problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of shit about people that, uh, about, that, that, that people don't fucking know. Um, and it's, honestly, it's fucking frightening. It really is. I, I've had to learn the hard way. I've had to learn the hard way. So when I first started my show, coming from radio, they handle all your marketing. They handle everything for you. They already have everything in place that you need. So starting my own studio, starting my own show and everything, I had to learn who to have on, who not to have on, stay away from the drama, all this stuff. But when you're first building and you're trying to get to a point, you're like, look, I'm not even going to worry about what this person posts. They've got a big following. I was I was a I was a slut for a big following when I first started because I like you know what I know how good I am at this. All I've got to do is get the people that follow you listen to me one fucking time. They're hooked. They're not just going to listen to that episode. They're going to listen to all my episodes. And I would have certain people on here. And as soon as the episode would get posted or whatever, my comment section or whatever would blow up and they're like they're nothing but drama. And I'd be like, no, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like maybe that's just what they do on the internet. No, if they're, they're that toxic in real life. Like, and I did not know it. And as soon as I quit playing that game and I just started having the people on that I wanted, regardless of the, their following or anything like that, I wanted to get to know somebody. If I thought they were good, I started like with you, even though, you know, you ignored the fuck out of me for a while. Thanks, Justin. Uh, danger. How long, like, uh, give me a roundabout timeline of when I'm going to quit paying for that. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. It'd be no fucking time soon. Uh, I, as long as I had to wait, you got to wait. Look, I'm an irresponsible piece of shit. How many times do I got to tell you this? Like, it's fuck. if you wouldn't have texted me the other day, I still would have fucking forgot about you it. You know so. what? You know what? The fact that you just said you're an irresponsible piece of shit. I know exactly what that means because that's me. I have, I have the fucking same way. I promise you. Uh, but so like, I, I didn't want to do that anymore. So now like with you, I followed your stuff before I ever hit you up. I want to see what a person does. I want to see how they act. I want to see what kind of like potential they have. Cause I know I've told you this before and a lot of folks know this, I don't really give a fuck about my following on anything. I know that what I'm building is good because you hear it from the right people. The fact that bunny just reached out to me the other day and I'm going to be, we're going to be doing a cross promotional show soon. And like the first thing she says is I love what you're doing. I've seen your show. It's like, okay, well your show's 10 fucking times bigger than mine. If I'm in the top 1% in the world, she's got to be in the top 1% of the top 1%. So it's like if those people are paying me attention and then people in Nashville know who I am that are hooked up with iHeartRadio and other stuff, it's like I'm doing something right. And that stuff didn't start happening until I started actually diving into somebody like you and seeing who is actually good, who's got the potential to keep growing. Like you're, you're not going to hit a wall. I'm not. I hope like hell I'm not going to hit a wall. But that drama shit, as soon as you dive into it, 
it kills everything. It gives you a bad reputation. It gives you uh, whatever. It makes you look unstable as fuck. And I ain't, I ain't about that shit. And if you're wanting to do this for a fucking living, I mean, and this, this is the part that's, and I try to, uh, this is my income. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I just, and all these other motherfuckers that are making money off this fucking shit. And you hear them say, Oh, I just do it to change your, you're a fucking liar. No, they're not they're like, just quit bullshitting your fucking people. Like you made there, there's a part of you that you enjoy changing people's fucking lives and shit like that. And I fucking do too, but I'm not going to sit here in one fucking second and tell you that since I don't have to get up at three o'clock every morning and go to a fucking shit ass job that I don't fucking like that. I don't do this for money. I do. And anybody that tells you that is, uh, is the, the fucking bullshit. But, uh, <laughs> that cracks me the fuck up too. Um, you know, what one, you know, what one gets me with the guys is the guys that aren't real about it being to get laid either. Like I know you're married and shit, uh, but look, I got asked in front of a room full of people the other day, uh, whenever we were doing the show and it was by somebody that was, is pretty well known. They were like, look, why do you do this? And I was like, one, I like the money. I like the schedule. I get to work. I get to spend a lot of time with my daughter. I get to do what I want to now, but two, as a 35 year old single man, who's never been married and my daughter is 11 and I don't have to have her all the time. And her mom's a great individual that helps me with my schedule. When I'm on the road. The women is fucking just as important to me as the money. And you'll see some of these dudes that you know, you know that they are just on there just going ham on ladies. And they're just like, no, I don't do this for the bitches. I do this to make people. No, you don't. You blind piece of shit. And you're the first person. I, like if, if, And I've got a, a buddies of mine that are creators that, that will tell you, like, they're not looking. Okay, just because you're not looking for a relationship – doesn't automatically mean okay well that means you can't have sex like that's 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 fucking stupid and they'll tell you be like hey if this goes any further than this bar room i'm gonna tell you right now it's strictly fucking sex that's it i'm yeah. not looking for fucking anything else uh i i haven't had to fucking deal with you know <laughs> you know what i've gotten more since i've been on social media and this may come as a surprise to some people I've gotten more of these than anything else that I've gotten is dick pictures. <laughs> you, you know what I've gotten more since being on social media? What? Chlamydia. Probably. I've Probably. had well, like TikTok. They might have, well call it chlamydia talk at this point for me. That, man, that's no big deal now because there's a cure for everything. So, I mean, you can pretty much just go around slinging it wherever you want. The doctor fucked up when they told me it was one shot and two antibiotics. They yeah. should have made it sound a whole lot worse. Yeah. Remember what the old cure for the clap was? They used to have, like, beat it with a fucking hammer, right? Like, to squirt the puss out. That, that right there will make you eyeball Linda 3 o'clock in the fucking morning at the bar a little harder then eh, it's a shot and two pills. Fuck it. I don't care. Like, yeah. If you told me you was going to hit my dick with a hammer, I don't know. I'd probably still stick at some of them. I would still take, I'd still take the chance. The fucking deal like that. But the, some of the dick pictures I got, and I've told people that and they're like, Oh my God, what do you do? What am I supposed to do? Like I delete them. Like I, I've got, no, I've got this little dick selfie shrine in my house and I post everyone like it does. Like I see where that would get offensive, but I don't give a fuck. What pisses me off? more about it than anything and this is gonna sound a little fucked up is bro they don't even try like it's just like it ain't got a haircut you didn't fluff him up 
nothing. They're just like, bam, this is, I'm like, you couldn't even try like making more a bow tie or something. Like that's all I got. Like then apparently that's the kind of crowd that I draw. Oh, every time I send a dick pic, I always like dress him up first. I always dress Pedro up first. I always put like a little squiggly hat on him or something. Little eyes that bounce back and forth or whatever. Pedro for real. Do you want to know why his name Pedro? Probably not, but I got a feeling I'm going to find out. So go okay. ahead. Okay. He's south of the border. He's a very hard worker. When he gets off, he likes to take siestas, and he's been known to like a big bitch every now and then. Fair enough. That's fair enough. That's probably the most accurate description I've heard in a long time, actually. <clears throat> uh, if my dick was any more Mexican, it'd probably rake pine straw. <laughs> And canceled in three, two. Oh, no, 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 no. We were fucked up in here one night, and it's nothing but musicians, and we're recording a show. And each one of these people have like publishing deals, and we get to talking about like some bullshit and everything. And uh, <laughs> anyway, so somehow we got on the topic of uh, Mexican Americans or whatever. And uh, I, I just being the piece of shit I am. Before I say this, I want to I want to put this disclaimer out there. I know I've said Richard Pryor and Chappelle and Rogan and all them. One of the things I love about them is they can be funny and hateful at the same time, but people know it's a joke. My love language is talking shit to my friends. If I'm going to talk trash to my best friend, then I should be able to talk trash to somebody that I don't fucking know because that's just like me. That's how I show affection. So, like, when I we were talking about Mexican-Americans that night or whatever, I literally was like, oh, you mean they're – the pine straw rakers and everybody in the room was just like, Josh, you can't say that. And I was like, yes, I fucking can. It's a joke. You let a motherfucker get on here and call me a honky or whatever. And I'm going to laugh. I'm going to talk shit with you. Like that's how in my mind, that's how you kill racism. It's literally by joking about it, but both sides have to be able to joke about it. If I can't play about it then you shouldn't be able to fucking play about it. Oh God. What I was talking my, my buddy, uh, flamingo he's a black comedian and i called him yesterday i'm like look i need to talk to you about something he was like what's up i'm like you know what gets on my fucking nerves more than anything else with the face of this fucking planet right now my manager's listening to this in my head going oh god he's gonna do it shut the fuck up no uh it's fucking and it's 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 a white person every fucking time their views are low or they're running out of content and they have to come on here, especially with this fucking black little mermaid. Like they're coming to, well, white people, you're all freaking out and I'm coming to save the day for bro. Have you like, no, like they don't like you. You know that, right? Like they know you're just doing that for fucking. So people will watch you. They laugh at you when you post those fucking videos, shut the fuck up. Like if another another race or that like that wants your fucking needs your help, uh, that I'm sure they'll let you know. But you swooping in with your fucking Superman cape, going, bro, they're laughing at you. And he was like, yeah, they, we 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 laugh at you the entire fucking time. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's exactly what the fuck it is. Like I, growing up where I grew up, so especially playing football, I used to have to go to a lot of like camps with all black folks. These guys are still my guys to this day. I learned how to trash talk and how just to be me, a lot of what I am came from that time of my life. And what you're talking about is exactly right. You let somebody who's just trying to be 
let's say clout chasing or whatever are want are you want are you want everybody to be like oh no I'm so progressive watch me talk about how cool the little mermaid is now that she's black or whatever fuck you they don't like that shit whatsoever black folks hate that they are the most nothing is better to me than listen to black folks roast each other when they go fucking ham on each other it is the best thing there was a dude i went to high school with he used to just say the most off the wall shit you would be talking shit to him or whatever he'd be like you look like a burnt gravy biscuit or something like that it would make no fucking sense why he just said it but everybody's dying laughing like it was just always the best shit ever and i i just know from my friends and having that conversation that you had with old dude man i love it because they end up talking more shit about that stuff. And if you're going to stand up for something, do it before anybody else. One of the reasons I got fired in country radio, dude, is when NASCAR banned the Confederate flag. I don't believe in the Confederate flag. I don't agree with it. I don't disagree with it. It means nothing to me, but I've seen how some of my friends that I went to school with and some of the people that are in my life now, how they view the Confederate flag. Right. And I was just like, look, I get why NASCAR did it. It's a symbol of hate to some people. It might be heritage to some people, but understand there's another side of that. And boy, where I'm from, when I did that shit, dude, I had sons of Confederacy. I had other groups threaten the radio station where I couldn't come into work for two days. And I've never been threatened by anybody in my life that was not a white person. White people have always been the ones that have came after me. I've never had somebody from a different culture, a different race, ever be ugly to me. It's always been people to look just fucking like me. And that's the shitty part about looking like I look. And I didn't realize that until like I look, I, I realized my appearance and I, I realized what people probably think. So I, uh, I do edit uh, a buddy of mine's video and uh, he's gay and he's a gay comic. I do edit his video, um, laughed about it. Uh, and this was the first one of these that I had done. Um, and Bro, when I tell you my inbox is full of, well, I didn't know you supported that. Bro, support what? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I get it by the fucking looks of it and shit. I look like I just got out of a clan meeting, but I'm not that fucking guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand that. And, I, and I'm, your, I'm your fucking stereotypical, like, I fish. I fucking, I'm, I'm a fucking redneck. But make sure, also, watch your mouth. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't fucking assume some shit about me that I don't like this or like that. When it comes down to it, I literally do not give a fuck how you live your life. I don't care what color your fucking skin is. I could give a fucking shit. As long as you keep your fucking hand out of my wallet, bro, you could fuck squirrels. I do not care at all. Like, it doesn't matter. I'm the same way you actually stole my fucking joke. So me, me, me and you are actually, I always say I look like the fucking Grand Dragon without his mask on. Like, I, I get it. We look like we look right. like it. We look like we ought to be the most racist people ever. This is also where a lot of my friends, they like to travel abroad. I will not go to another country. The reason why I won't go to another country besides Ireland, I want to go to Ireland one day and I want to go to Egypt real bad and maybe Greece. But I look like the motherfucker that goes to other countries and doesn't get to come back because I look like the typical racist American. I look like I'm proud to be from America, and there's going to be some fucking dude that's like, you know what? He's not getting back home. Yeah. He, he's going to be in a hostel. We're going to cut his hair off, cut his head off. We're going to town on this motherfucker. 
I, I and, know. I know. And it makes it even fucking worse. Like I have a, a fucking "We the People" tattoo on my left. Like I get what I look like. All right, but and that, but still, to the fucking point. Like uh, I just don't like how quickly. And I, as much as I hate to fucking say this, I know what some of my target fucking crowd is, the people that follow me. It's a lot of trailer parks. It's a lot of people that watch have seen Larry the Cable Guy an alarming amount of fucking times. Like, I totally understand that. But And so, I like, I try to, as much as possible, let people see that other side of me just to keep them in check. You know what I'm saying? Just to be like, hey, Listen, I know what I look like, but I really don't. I mean, I'm fucking equal opportunity. Don't give a fuck. Like you live your fucking life, and I can give a shit less. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm very much like that. So I like to have a lot of different walks of life on my show. One of the best shows that I've had was with a guy. He is a he's in a relationship with a transsexual, and me and this dude went to school together. He's like an engineer now. He's incredibly intelligent, and like. I make a lot of really fucking bad jokes. Like I make a lot of horrible jokes. Like I call the the people that are transgenders, I call them transformers. Like uh like it's funny to me, but also at the same time, I'll call them like there's been some that I've seen on TikTok. I'll be like, "Damn, that's a transformer. That's Optimus fine. If I didn't know it had a dick, I would probably try to take it home from a bar." Like you see them and they're confusing as fuck. And so, like, me and him were talking about this one day, and he's like, you know, I listened to your show, and I heard what you're talking about that. I would love to come do your show and give you a perspective of dating someone who is in a relationship with transsexual. And I was like, okay, fuck yeah, let's do this. And I automatically thought from this guy's post and everything, oh, he's fixing to try to get into it with me. Like, we're fixing to go head-to-head. The debate's fixing to be great or whatever. But he's probably going to be pissed off by the time we left. One of the best shows I've had. The dude was cool as fuck. He joked with me about stuff like that. And he was telling me, he was like, look, man, he said, some people are scared to say that shit. But the people that aren't scared to say it, if you come from a good place and you're not saying it in a hurtful way, and yeah, I might say Transformers, but then I throw in, well, the motherfucker could trick me. They look so good. Like you can make the joke as long as you. Right. Make something behind it to like back it up to where it's not hateful. And it ended right. up it ended up being fucking great. But like that's what you have to do with everything in my mind. Is if you're going to be different and you're going to fuck with people that aren't like you, and which I think we all need to. I think that's where you get a better understanding. There's stuff that I understand now from having different walks of life on the show that I didn't understand before. You got to be open to growing. And as long as, like you just said, as long as you ain't touching my wallet, you ain't talking about my youngin, you ain't talking about my family, uh, you're not trying to push your views on me, and you're just living your life, I'm not going to try to push my views on you. I can be your friend. Like it's- Let me tell you, and just like, so, <laughs> I live in a fucking small-ass town, and here recently, um, there was a drag show up on our public square. Now, when I tell you that this caused an utter fucking meltdown, <laughs> in my, um, I can't even, I can't even begin to explain. So, meanwhile, while this dumpster fire is going on, I am sit back laughing at all of it because I don't fucking care. And let me, t- I, I am a big fan, and I'm gonna lose some people on this, and I could fucking care less because I don't give a shit if you don't like me or not. Um, I, I, I watched. Uh, I'm a big fan of trolls. I, I especially. It's an art form. 
if you do it right. And the people that were putting on the show advertised the price for the ticket to get in the show, and then they advertised kids were half price. Now, two things. (laughs) (laughs) Or before everybody in here fucking just loses their fucking mind, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. If you've ever watched a troll before, that was a dickhead move, and it was a good one, all right? I don't fucking, I'm not, you're not going to get me to tell you that I agree with it or I don't agree with it. I'm not saying I fucking went up to the show or any kind of shit like that. Instantly, from a comedian standpoint, when I seen kids are half price, I'm sitting back going, all right, that was, that was a good move. I got to fucking admit, because I can't defend us anymore because like it's, it's the rednecks. We don't help ourselves. Like it's always the fucking, the dude with the sign standing out in front of the fucking drag queen show with a picket sign it's like i don't like queers bro go at it a different way like come yeah. on man you're not helping anybody at all and you look just like me which doesn't help the fucking situation at all why does every one of them look like me that's the biggest crock of shit and i can't shave because i've got seven chins so i'm not like, it's not going nowhere every fucking one every, i'm gonna tell you right now the moment someone with a beard opens their mouth and you hear the words, I pay my taxes, put your fucking seatbelt on because the dumbest shit you're ever going to hear in your entire life is about to come out of their fucking mouth every fucking time. Oh, we are the same fucking person. <laughs> no. uh, it wasn't too long ago. It's probably like a year ago. You ever seen the movie um, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil? I don't watch that much porn, man. Okay, well, this is a very good one. Uh, <laughs> fucking asshole. Uh, it's about Savannah, Georgia. It's uh, it's John Cusack's in it. It's back from the nineties. It's a true story. It's an it's a really really good movie. But one of and I don't even know if she's still fucking alive. So one of the characters in the movie, what they could not find somebody to play this person because this person is so unique. It's a transsexual, but and she's famous in Savannah. They ended up letting her do the fucking movie. Like, just because she was such a big part of what actually happened in real life. Um, all the murder stuff and all this kind of shit or whatever. Uh, Lady Shebley is what her name is. I couldn't fucking remember. But anyway, so like, up to a couple years ago, I think she was still performing in downtown Savannah, like at one of these bars or whatever. I, because I'm just, I'm a fanatic for history anyway. And I love like, especially murder shit and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I try to talk all my buddies, and they're not in this lifestyle of social media or nothing like all of them have real jobs or whatever. And I'm like, look, I know this is gonna sound fucked up coming from me, but I want to go in this drag show and I want to see this person and I want to shake her hand and I just want to say, Hey, I wanted to know more about the situation. I guess is what I was kind of fucking going at. And every one of them are just like, uh, fuck no, what do you think we are? And I'm like, you literally, I'm so comfortable with who I am sexually. Like, I like women. You can like whatever the fuck you want. I'm going to like a woman till the day I die. I'm cool enough walking in and actually meeting this person. I don't understand why a bunch of, like, especially the more rednecky people, like, why they can't just be like, you know what? Let them fucking have their way. They're just happy. Nobody's telling you not to fuck your sister there, Lamar. Like, it's it's okay. Like, let them do what they want to do. I, I so like, and, and that's, 
And like you, honestly, like I talked to a couple of my buddies, I'm like, we're going to that direction. Like, that's all there is. To, and honestly, the only reason I didn't go, because I wasn't in fucking town when it happened, because uh, I, I wanted to fuck. Now, as far as like the kid thing and stuff like that, like that's a different fucking story. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. If we're going to like, as adults, if you're under, fu- if you're over 18 years old, I feel like you have the right to make whatever fucking choices you want to get. But, and I'm, and this goes and people are like, Oh shit, here he goes. We knew he was like this. No, I'm not just fucking before you could jump on your soapbox. Uh, I don't feel like, and this goes for my lifestyle or your lifestyle or anybody's fucking lifestyle whatsoever. Until those kids are fucking 18 years old, I feel like they should be, they they should make their own, choices on what nothing should be fucking shoved on them i don't get like the other fucking day we were talking about uh then this is a, a perfect fucking it's, it's not as in detail but uh my eight-year-old uh my wife came in the fucking room and she was like hey um he's our he does all kinds of sports and she said she asked him one time and she didn't mean anything by it but she's like are you gonna do wrestling this year and he was like instantly no and then she followed it up with um are you sure, you know what, you really liked it? And I looked at it and I was like, no. Like, let, he he said, there's, there's a reason he said that. And we're just going to, and instantly, like, she was like, oh, shit. Like, I was I was getting ready to do that. That's something that he doesn't want to do. Like, and, and coming from when we were kids, uh, I had the most wonderful father on the face of this earth. And I don't mean to take anything from my wife. My wife is amazing and an amazing mother and everything else on this list that she gave me to read off. Uh, but, uh, God, she's a fucking gangster, dude. She'd kill me. Uh, but we were made to do a lot of things uh, that I didn't like to do because, you know, I, I was scared of my parents as a kid. I didn't want to tell them no. You know, I, I had the most amazing parents on the face of this fucking planet. My childhood was great. My dad was a fucking rock star. My mom still to this day uh, is a fucking saint. Love the woman. She's amazing. But, um, you 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 did certain things like i mean i played fucking golf and i'm actually pretty good at it uh but i i did it because it was expected of me growing up and that's the big thing with my with my kids right now um that's another my kids cuss and i and i'll tell you they cuss in front of me um i know a lot of people don't fucking think that's okay and i don't give a fuck uh but my kids cuss as a form of expression so just for a prime example when my eight-year-old comes in the fucking uh comes running down the street the other day i'm sitting on the couch he opens the front door slams the fucking door behind him looks at me and he goes uh just say steve is the boy's name down the street he's like steve's a fucking asshole (laughs) i'm like all right come on in here like let's talk about and dude the look on his face like he didn't say it because he thought i was was trying to impress me he was pissed and that's how he got it out and he was like Fuck, I, like I was over there and then the motherfucker wouldn't even let me have a drink. He's eight. Now this is going to anger a lot of fucking people, but I watched him have a passion about something expressed it in fucking words. And it left his body and he went back upstairs and started playing video games. He felt better about him fucking self. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I don't, I don't force and I don't agree with people at all i don't give a shit what it is if you want your kids to like spaghetti and they don't fucking like spaghetti and you're like you have to like it they should be able to make their own fucking minds up and they should be able to be kids and not have shit shoved in their fucking face and be told what they need to do or what they need to fucking believe in 
uh, if you want to argue your point with them when they're 18 and they can make all, all adult decisions, yeah, y'all go hash it out. Because, I mean, my kid's 18. My 18-year-old son, um, he's atheist. Uh, and I'm not going to fucking – I'm going to start to claim where I stand on any of this. But that's what he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have not – that's what he chose. That's what he believes in, and that's his fucking thing. And honestly, we have never had one single fucking argument about it whatsoever. Uh, I mean, he could come, just like he could come downstairs tomorrow, he's not going to do this, and he's going to kill me for using him for this fucking example of this. But he could be like, hey, um, I don't know, I'm I'm coming out to you right now. Like, uh, I'm gay. And, bro, and I, I, everybody's going to say right now, well, He's just saying this uh, it would not change a fucking single thing with me whatsoever. Like, yeah, see, I'm the same way. I'm I'm exactly the same way. First off, I didn't know who I wanted to be in life until I was about 28 years old. I don't know how parents push so much shit on their kids when they're young. That child is supposed to develop. It's our job as parents. We're supposed to love you. We're supposed to make sure you're not fucking getting killed. We're supposed to keep you fed. We're supposed to be there and support you. Whatever decisions you want to make as you're growing and finding out who you are, we don't have to always agree with them, but we're not supposed to push our views on our children. There's so many people now that you can see that are literally pushing their objectives on their kids, and they want their kids to be the same way. And this is obvious that their kids are miserable. My, my daughter is a fucking stud when it comes to softball. But we took the summer off because she was just burnt out on it. And now she's like, I don't even know if I want to play again because I enjoyed my free time. It sucks because you know how good she is. But at the same time, I'm not going to make her do something she doesn't want to do. And I think that's with anything. Would you say in 18 is when you start having to arguments with them about stuff? That's where I'm fine yeah, with it. See, that's, I, where, that's where I'm fine with it, too. Yeah. I just don't see, I don't see the point, need. You know what I'm you're not i mean at 18 you've pretty much seen a lot of shit and heard a lot of shit and i feel like you're mature enough at that point to where i can be like all right you're a grown-ass adult now i know we haven't talked about this but uh this is how i feel about this like and me me and my son um will sit down and uh have conversations about the things he fucking believes in and shit and it's not everybody's like oh well it doesn't always have to be an argument or a debate like it is a intellectual conversation like dude I, I, I like i know like i said i realize i look like layer of the cable guys so probably people think i'm about as fucking deep as six inches of fucking bath water but i study i read and fucking watch the shit that, that like people were like oh my god why were you uh satanism stuff like that like i i have gone into into rabbit holes with because just for a strict educational purpose that I've got questions about shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I want to know. And my favorite, uh, I used to work construction with a uh, with a preacher, and bro, I would try to come to him every day with a a hard question for him to answer. Like, hey, if God's real, then explain. Which I know I'm fucking getting off track here. Explain this to me or like this. And every single fucking time, no matter what it was, he would not uh, uh and uh stutter. He had an answer, and I respect that to no end because you're not not only are you passionate about this, but you're educated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? like, and and the education part 
fucking just destroys me because there's so many stupid people that are like, well, I believe in this. What do you know about it? Well, I, that I believe in it. Like, okay, have you researched it? No, no, you haven't because you're a lazy piece of shit. That's why. Yeah, see, I, I'm a Christian. I'm just not a very good one. I, I'm not the example setter, but I don't think I was ever meant to be. Like, the way that I end up talking to people about my faith or whatever is usually some fucking biker, somebody that's tatted up, it's somebody that sees this big cross on my chest and the Bible verse that's right above it. And they want to know. They're like, hey, you're drinking. You're having a good time. You're kind of a womanizer, you know. But you're also not sitting here being a hypocrite towards people. And they want to know why I feel the way I do about things. I think that it's okay for everybody to be different. Now, like, even with your son, if he ever finds God, that's amazing. If he doesn't, that's him. The way I look at shit, I'm going to have a hard enough time getting into heaven myself. I don't need to be worried about your ass getting into heaven. Like, 100 fucking percent. That I, is, I, that's so true, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, that, that's between you and the good Lord. Like, I'm not the judge. I'm not the jury. I'm not the executioner. I'm just another motherfucker in the crowd waiting his turn. You know, there's no reason why we ought to be looking at each other and like judging each other or questioning. I got a lot of friends that are gay and I have been treated better by those people than sit people sitting in a church on every Sunday. Like I, I don't, I don't believe in organized religion to be honest with you, but I believe it's your own personal relationship with God. Cause that's the only, that's the only thing that matters. I don't, I don't do anything to show off my, my religious beliefs or, or, what I feel inside towards the good Lord. Like I, I, I talk about it in a way to where I know how good I am with it. And if it, if it helps you or you want to ask questions about it, that's fine. But if not, the good Lord's going to catch you when he's ready to catch you. He's going to talk to you when he's ready. Uh, I think it's actually, if you want to know that this is not, not ever happen, might not ever happen, but with your son, if your son has a disbelief now, then that means that there might be something that really, amazing happens in his life that pretty much brings him to his knees one day and realizes that God is there. And like that, that would be a moment to where not a lot of people would have. I've got a friend that she's an atheist. She's one of my best friends in this world. And you can see it every once in a while. Like she questions herself. She questions it because she'll see something special happen with the world. I never went through that because I, I was kind of raised in church and all this kind of stuff. Like I've always loved the good Lord. He's had to find me in a jail cell a time or two and uh, some shit like, like he's, he's had to help me through some, some hard times of my life, but uh, that's why I know he's there. But somebody who has a disbelief that ends up finding him later on. I think that there's something really special about that. That's when you get some amazing testimonies. And I am and like, and I, I am, and still to this fucking day, I, I get this question all the time. Uh, religion for some fucked up ass reason. I don't know. I and I have no idea why motherfuckers want to know where I stand on religion. Like, I, I just kind of feel like at that point, like if that's kind of like asking me like, Hey Craig, what would you do on this, uh, this procedure of this heart surgery? Like yeah. you really, that's what you're thinking about is where I stand religious wise. And I tell them every fucking time, like, whether you believe in God or not, um, if God does exist, I am fully fucking fully convinced that I'm good. And for two reasons, uh, one, that despite what comes out of my mouth or what people think I am or what people hear, I know how good and this is going to sound conceited as fuck. I'm a good dude. Like when it comes down to it, I will do I will, uh, anything for anybody. Um and I believe in being a good person. And number two, I feel like God's up there. He's looking down at me and there's some other people around him and they're just like, 
yeah, that one, we're giving that one a, a free pass just because we like him and he's not going to change. So, uh, like, we fucked up in making him, but it's okay. Like, we're going to let it ride, <laughs> like, every fucking time. I, I agree with you a lot. Like, I, I honestly think this has always been my mindset with it. I think you got preachers in this world and you got warriors in this world. Some of us are supposed to be broken. We're supposed to be scarred. We're supposed to have dents and dings in our armor. That's why I have what I have on me to always remind me every time when I look in the mirror, I might have chinks in my armor and all this kind of stuff, but I know where my faith lies. And I think that that helps certain people. Like there will be people that would rather talk to me than go sit down and talk to a preacher because they're squeaky clean. Because they know fucked up people don't judge fucked up people. Like you would rather have a conversation with somebody that's just as messed up with you. One of the things I do is I don't, I don't know if uh, I would love to have you come to some of these, by the way, when we're up in Nashville or wherever I work with a lot of veterans with mental health issues uh, with mission 22. Okay. We've done some stuff with creative vets and everything like that. Well, I'm a, I'm a suicide survivor from 2010. Like uh, I had really bad mental health issues back in the day. I was in a very dark place in my life. I didn't know how fucked up I was until I tried to commit suicide. It's the best and worst day of my life because that was the point that where I found out that I had mental health issues and they were addressed. And about five years later is when I put my suicide story on social media uh, after a very bad breakup and everything. Cause I, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going back down this road again. Like I'm not going to be depressed anymore. I'm not going to let these demons in my head get the fucking best of me. So I shared it, and that's what initially blew up my social media back in the day, which led to a job in radio, which led to this right now. And it was literally me being open and honest and not scared or taboo about mental health issues anymore. And the veterans that I talked to, they have the same problems, except they just don't, they don't want to go to a therapist. Some of them need to. They just want a support system. They want somebody to say, hey, you're not fucking alone. I've done the same stupid shit. And for some reason, the good Lord put it on me. You know what? Uh, he put it on me. First off, we're going to make you so stupid, Josh, that you think you can kill yourself by taking 800 milligram ibuprofen. Like I've told by them. Only thing that I slept for fucking ever. They pumped my stomach a little bit, but the doctor was like, uh, what did he take to, to my family? And it was like 800 milligram ibuprofen. And like, it couldn't have killed me. I just would have slept for a fucking week if they wouldn't have done anything about it. And so I'm still here out of me being stupid. And I think there was a reason behind that to where the tabooness is away from me now. Like I love talking to people about it, but there there's a certain people that would not sit down with a preacher, but they would sit down with somebody who I consider myself like a warrior when it comes to mental health and the faith. Like I'm supposed to lead by, even even right now, there'll be somebody that listens to me and you and somebody will message and be like, I, di I didn't know. I didn't know that you had been down that road. And uh, if you're open to talk about it, you know, can I talk about it with you? Because I don't feel safe. When you see a grown ass redneck or a biker and it's happened to me several times, when you see somebody open up to you, you ever seen like your dad or your granddaddy cry and it just fucking killed you when it's you hurt. When you see something like that, when you see somebody that you would have never thought, people that look like me and you that are rough around the edges, when they open up about that kind of stuff, man, man, it, it makes you realize why you're doing what you're doing. And that, and that right there, I guess if there was one thing, um, and that's a lot that a lot of like I make jokes about anxiety. I have when I and 
I can't stand the word anxiety anymore because 13 year old kids have discovered this word. And now they're, Oh, I just got so much anxiety. Nah, bro. Like uh, fucking three weeks ago, I spent four days in bed and didn't take a shower and didn't leave my bedroom. Like that's, and I can't fucking tell you why I have fucking crippling social anxiety. And everybody's like, how in the fuck is that even possible? And when I say crippling, not even halfway fucking plan. I love that to express. There's so much more behind people that you don't know. Yeah, I get on here and make videos and do all this shit and blah, blah, blah. But my anxiety is fucking horrible. Um, I was a fucking functioning heroin addict for eight fucking years. Nobody knows that. I mean, there's there's so much. It's okay to be fucked up. Like, yeah. and I think so much like mental health between especially like comedians or funny people or shit like that. Like they're supposed to. They're supposed to be able to deal with all that shit, bro. I know some fucking comedian friends of mine, and I'm not trying to play this up. Like, this is the lifestyle. Not every comedian's fucked up like this. But there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that people don't fucking see. Like, I just don't think for one fucking second, this is my outlet. This is my, this is my medication. This is how I function and feel better about myself, is opening my fucking mouth and letting shit come out. Not everybody deals with it the same way I fucking deal with it, but uh, to to you would you would be fucking shocked, and I would never do this in a million fucking years. But I could tell you some people and tell you some mental health issues that they have because they personally reached out to me because they've heard that I had issues, and you would audibly go, "No fucking way, that's possible." I never knew that about that person, and that's why when it comes down to it. I know I roast people. I know I make jokes and shit like that. But when it all comes down to it, there's a random man coming to the front door here. Uh, when it all comes down to it, I will preach this till the day I fucking die. Don't be a garbage fucking human being. Yeah. It's okay to be fucked up. I, I, and I, I mean, there's nobody on the face of this fucking planet that would watch me if I was fucking normal. That's boring. No one's going to fucking watch that shit, but I've got a lot of shit that goes on in my head. Just like you said, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and, the, and you are fucking definitely not the only one. I mean, there's, and there's people that haven't come out with their stories that they're not going to talk about that. Uh, if I go to bat for anybody, it will be for people with mental health issues that think, because growing up, I mean, I was, I took, I think I was prescribed, antidepressants for the first time in my life when I was 15 years old. And I remember my mom <clears throat> consistently talking to me about it, saying, reassuring me, it's okay. Um, it's okay to be like this. It's okay to take medicine, which that was my mom being a fantastic fucking human being worried that I was upset, bro. And, and this is why I'm a big mental health advocate to this fucking day. She didn't have to tell me that because I didn't fucking care. I'm like, I don't care what it is. We can tell whoever that I'm taking whatever medicine. I just don't want to feel like this anymore. You know what I'm saying? But there's not everyone's like that. There are some people that won't tell you. I mean, I did a video here a couple days ago rattling my fucking anti-anxiety medication in a fucking video. Like, I don't fucking give a shit. It's the people that, and that's that's the mentality we need to have. It's okay to be depressed. It's okay to have anxiety. It's it's not okay not to talk about it in any way, shape, or fucking form. And the first motherfucker I see shaming someone for having any of those, bro, I swear to God, I will come in fucking kicking and fucking punching the entire fucking time. Hands down. Dude, you ain't lying. So growing up, my thing was I never took medication. 
But like, I should have known there was an issue because whether it was walking into a gym, a lunchroom, a classroom or whatever, I automatically thought that everybody was talking about like and neg and and negatively. And I still, to this day, I get it in the back of my head. But one of the things that after my suicide attempt that I started, like, cause I never wanted to take the medication. I wanted to figure out what my problem was and I wanted to address it in a healthy way without like having a dependency on something. So one of the best things that I ever found out was people don't give a fuck about you the way they think, the way you think they do. So I used to really think that everybody was concerned with me when every time I walk into a room or whatever, and I'll still get that now. But the truth is they really don't give a fuck. They're too concerned with their lives. They're too busy worrying about their issues. You're not their issue. Now, there's going to be some of us that, you know, if you're dating somebody, married to somebody, or your friends, you walk into a room or you're around them. Yeah, they're probably talking about you. But you know what? One of my friends just told me this a couple of days ago. He's like, your real friends talk shit to your face and they talk good about you behind your back. Oh, my God. So it's it's so uh, I'm going to have to I got a couple of people I want to put you in touch with that. Uh, would love to do an episode of this show. One of them is uh, Chris. He is uh, Ernie Boyce on uh, TikTok. He is a a damn good friend of mine. Um, and me and him had a falling out here not too long ago um, because we weren't, and this is going to sound fucked up, because we weren't open with each other. Like, we had a fucking disagreement. I found out that he was going through some hard times. I reached out to him and I was like, Hey, just checking on you. You know, I heard that you're going through some shit and dude, when I made that fucking phone call or that text message, we talked and the amount of honesty that came out of this was he's like, I snoozed you on Facebook. He's like, I'm so fucking tired of seeing your fucking face every time I go somewhere. And I'm like, how good does that feel? He's like, it feels amazing. I'm like, I talk shit about you to everybody, literally everyone I come in contact with. And I'm going to be and like, I, I'm like me and this motherfucker, we're friends. Now he's a cunt. I can't fucking stand him. Like, because you don't do that to each other and get shit out and be honest. It's not fucking healthy, bro. Like now me and this dude have a, the best relationship he was just down at my house for my fucking wedding. Stayed here for two fucking days. Love the guy to fucking death. Like, we had that. I can't tell you enough. It was almost, it's going to sound fucked up, orgasmic when I heard him say, I snoozed you because I was sick of seeing your fucking face there. I'm like, I'm like I, I couldn't stand you. Like, I hid your fucking post and shit like that. That's not, uh, that's healthy. Like, we're not, and that's a big thing about mental health is, Y'all ain't talking about your real feelings. Just like fucking Nunley, dude. Uh, fucking, I, I love the guy to death, but me and him will fucking be the first ones to tell you. I check his fucking Facebook page every time I get up in the morning to make sure that I maintain a one million follower count ahead of him because that's the only fucking account I have that's bigger than his. That is a healthy fucking competition. It's not jealousy, but I'm not going to, and I tell him all the time, I'll watch a video of his and I'll be like, gosh, that motherfucker. Why didn't I fucking think of that? It's not, it, it's human to have jealous feelings or be a fucking hater. It's moving past that and be like, you're, you're a fucking dickhead. I love you, but you're a gaslighting narcissistic bag of shit, but you're still my boy. And we don't do that enough. We just fucking don't. Well, we're, we're taught as men not to. 
I mean, in all, in all honesty, if it sounds like you were probably raised damn near close to the way I was. We're taught not to talk about that shit. Like our feelings are don't matter and all that kind of stuff. You know what happens if you keep putting that shit down and fucking erupts and it erupts in an unhealthy way. Like I know I've been that way and I don't ever want to be that way again. If I need a break from a person, I'll take a break from you. I won't like shun you or whatever, but I know that there's times and I've got two good friends. One's like my big brother and the other one's another uh, really close friend of mine. We've had the conversation multiple times that, hey, we've got to stay away from each other for a couple of days. Like, let's just not fucking talk. Let's not go on no trips or nothing together. I need a fucking break from you because you're just as much to handle as I am. And if you're not honest with your buddies about that and they don't understand, then it's not a fucking healthy relationship anyway. I have tried to make two. I've made myself so uncomfortable at times to make other people comfortable that it just fucking, it fucked me up so bad mentally. I don't do that anymore. I refuse to make myself uncomfortable for anybody anymore. If it doesn't feel good to me, then I'm not worried about, worried about it. It just, they're not concerned with your feelings. That's what, if, when people get it through their head, that the person that you're dealing with, they're going to have self-preservation. They're going to do what is best for them. There's nothing wrong for you doing the same fucking thing. And I, and especially everybody that I fucked with now, and this has just happened over the past probably six months or so to where we have started, uh, doing this as, as friends and shit. But I can promise you one thing right now, if you are close to me, if you are one of my better friends that are even a good friend in general that I would do anything for, there is not one point in time in our relationship that I have not talked shit about you in one way, shape or form. I'm going to be totally fucking on, but that's the same. And, and I know, uh, just like Chris have the same tattoo artist. Uh, when I went down here, I flew down to Yogi here fucking uh, a few months ago, uh, and got tattooed. And he was like, you and Chris are fucking ridiculous. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you both, I've never seen two people love each other so much and shit. Talk the fuck out of each other to me every fucking time. I'm like, I know. And I wouldn't have it any other fucking way. I think it's healthy. I really, I think it's healthy. You're not going to fucking like somebody every second of every day, but if you can literally talk shit about them to them and not where it fucks people up is when you're sneaky about it, where like you, you're going to be like, Hey, I'm going to say something to you, but don't tell nobody else or whatever. No, if I say something to you about Nunley or whatever, I almost have it in my head already. You're going to fucking say, you're going to repeat what I said. Like you're going to, so why not say it to Nunley's face in the first place? Like that, that's the way it should be. Like there's no way you have to vent, but vent to the person you're talking shit about. And they're either going to laugh. You're going to handle the situation or you're fucking not going to be friends for a little while. But if you are real good friends in the first place, you're going to come back to fucking gather. And and I didn't mean like, and I didn't, I'm not, I didn't say that, but to be like, oh, that's how I've always lived until me and Chris just had this recent episode. I didn't even know that's where we were fucking up. I just knew that it was two close friends that weren't getting along. And when he let that out and I let that out and I was like, I, I, I remember I was on interstate 65, uh, at mile marker, like 76 to this fucking day. I know exactly where I was at when I was like, that's what it is. That's what I was missing. Like we weren't fucking letting shit out and express, especially with fucking social media and shit right now, dude, you're under a microscope 24 fucking seven. 
Every single thing you do is up now. No one gave a fuck about what you did before when 17 fucking people knew who you are. But now that two and a half million fucking people know you are, now all of a sudden everything you do is is up for fucking to be judged and shit. And that's, if you sit back, luckily my anxiety medication doesn't let me do that. Um, and gummies um, helps too. Ooh, but yeah. uh, <laughs> So, like, if, if you honestly sit back, and that's what a, a lot about anxiety that people don't realize, and sit there and think about, uh, fuck, dude, in eighth grade, like, I stole a Snickers bar, and then, uh, and I stole two of my grandma's Percocets when I was a senior. Like, if someone finds out about that, I'm canceled. So that's when you have to get to the point you got two decisions to make. Do you want to do this or do you not? Because if you want to do it, you audibly out loud have to say to yourself, fuck them. Because I used to be a kindergartner. I'm not anymore. I used to be a lot of fucking things that I'm not. I have a fucking past, a past where there's parts of it that uh, I'm not the proudest of. Would I take it back? Fuck no, because all my fucking past has made me who I am now. But if you're going to go digging in fucking closets and shit like that and expect that to hurt somebody's feelings, you can kiss my ass the whole fucking way there. Because I would not change one single part of my past. It has built me and made me who I fucking am, a degenerate fucking overweight alcoholic that uh, just uh, has the knack to make people fucking giggle. And I wouldn't change a fucking thing about it. Not not a single thing. We're the same fucking person. Uh, I really there is. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what would be cool for you if you did this, and it's so fucking therapeutic. And then we'll get off here because this has been a really good episode. And I want to end it on a high note with me and you. So, when I came back, it's like February of last year. Uh, it was the first time my show had been. I think I was seventy five in the world at a time. I just had put out a really good episode, and it had just blown the fuck up to where like you're sitting there and you see your name next to fucking Oprah. You sit there and you see your name next to fucking Catfish on MTV and all this kind of stuff. I knew right then. I was like, you know what I've got to do? I already talk about the shit I've been through. I'm going to go ahead and do an episode by myself, and I'm going to literally put out every piece of dirt about me. I am going to go ahead and expose myself for every fucked up thing that I've done, jail, everything. Like, I'm going to let people know that I've got a fucking DUI. I'm going to let people know every single bad thing about me. And when I did that, not only did the episode do very well, but it gave me back all the power that I was scared of somebody taking away from me. Like, I was was scared to death that somebody's going to be like, Josh has been to fucking jail for almost five months out of his life. He's been to a rehab detention center for stealing scrap metal, getting in fights and DUI and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, you know what? I'm not proud of that shit. But at the same time, if that shit would not have happened to me, I would not be on the road that I'm on now. And looking back at it, it's fucking stupid that any of that stuff happened to me. But literally, I was about to take a job at Robbins Air Force Base working sheet metal. And that's what a lot of my friends do. I have a big listening audience out here. And thank you, each and every one of y'all at Robbins Air Force Base for all that y'all do, civil service and military. And thank you for listening to the show. But I would have been miserable in that lifestyle. If I would not have went to jail and got a fucking felony at the age of 19, I would have just got a regular nine to five and worked my fucking life away. Now, looking back at it, I'm happy that it fucking happened because I'm over and done with it. It's been fucking 15 years ago, but somebody would have found my arrest record. Somebody would have found some bullshit that I've done. 
They'd have figured out I was on Crime Stoppers at one time. You're still in fucking scrap metal. Well, they would they would have got it. So instead of letting somebody else do some dirt to me, I went ahead and put my shit out here. I put my mug shot out here. I put everything. And it's like, look, if you're going to come at me, you better have something better than what I've done to myself. I did all this shit to myself. I've forgiven myself. My family's forgiven me. The people involved in everything that I've done have forgiven me. And I've moved the fuck on. So if you're going to bring up something on me, you better catch me in the fucking act of something now. And unfortunately, you ain't going to catch me in the act of nothing now. Yep, that's right. <laughs> you know, that's a damn good point. You're 110% fucking right, actually. Yeah, I can fuck up all by myself now, but it ain't going to be like it used to be. <laughs> no. no, and I, and, my, and that's one I, I that was really put into perspective of me. Like, I was going through one of my anxiety trips and uh my fiance my at the time my wife now uh she was like what's going on and i just fucking unloaded like a bunch of shit and being the fucking gangster that she is she, she, like she fucking looked at me and let me fucking get it out and then kind of stopped and she's like since when did you start giving a fuck what other people think and i was like you know what she's fucking right like i i don't fucking care like i'm here for a fucking purpose i've got something to do and I'll be fucked if somebody's opinion is going to change how I fucking act. Like, I am what I am. You either like me or you fuck me. No, I don't care. Well, I love you. You're going to, you're going to, you're my, I knew I was going to like you. I, I have only read the situation wrong like two or three times throughout this show. But I knew, I knew if you'd ever quit like fucking, you know, dodging me, that we would hit it off. They I, fucked up. And that's another thing. I changed my fucking voicemail too. Um, I have 238, I think, unread text messages. Um, I have 235. I just looked to see what mine was. Do you really? I, yeah, I don't know if you can see it. Literally. Where's that shit? 235. Oh, he's not even playing. I swear to God. That's yeah. fucking. No, fucking. Like, it's, it's been uh, like when it comes to being fucking responsible and getting back, fucking back with people. I didn't realize, honest, and I'll be totally honest with you. Um, and me and you talked about this before. Uh, it's an it's an ego check. So when someone, it wasn't Nunley at first. I can't remember who told me about you. I instantly went to TikTok, and I'm gonna be dead ass honest with you. And you know exactly what I'm getting ready yeah. to fucking. Say. He's looking at the numbers, and I was like, "Now nah, I'm good." Like, and but that and that's so fucking. And Justin has actually brought me out of that. Like, this is probably right now. What we just did is hands down my favorite thing on the face of this fucking planet to do. Yeah. Cause I, it, it lets you see a side of people that, that, that they don't fucking get to see. But like you said, bro, uh, getting to where you're at right now, just because of word of mouth is such a flex, like <laughs> it's fucking insane. Cause I mean, when Justin's hounding me going, did you do Josh's podcast yet? Did you do his? I'm like, motherfucker, I'm going. All right. Like, no, I'm not like, yeah, it's going to fucking happen. But I, I mean, now, now that I've done this, I mean, all you got to do is text me and be like, "Hey, we're doing an episode this week." I'm like, "All right, bet I'll be on." It. Well, you're really good at it too. Like that—that's the thing. Like people can have a conversation that flows, and I'll be real with you: me and you flow better than me and Nunley. Uh, oh yeah, I, I love him to death. I do anything in the world for him, but me and you kind of just identify with each other a little bit more, so the conversation goes a whole lot smoother and it's okay like i get the numbers thing i get why people want to do that but also too i've got something that none of y'all fucking have and uh well i might have two things that none of y'all have one I've, I've got an award in country radio for the number one talk show 
And then two, I've got, if you go type in right now, uh, I think it's 486, Georgia Senate Resolution 486. My name's in the history books in Georgia for having the number one show and helping with mental health awareness and all this kind of stuff. I'll send you the pictures and stuff out afterwards. I don't get mad when people go by the numbers. I get why they do it. But also, when you look behind the scenes, the connections and stuff that I have, the people that are with, I'm not trying to be big on TikTok. I'm trying to be big in this realm. You don't see the numbers in this realm, just like I don't see some of the other stuff that y'all do. Like you, you can't get mad at somebody about that. If I got, yeah. if I got mad or I got short or pissy with everybody that was like that, it's just like, why would, why would I do that? They didn't know no better. I, there's fucking four million podcasts in this world, and about three million of some guy sitting in his fucking basement. Like, and it's a horrible show. I understand why people aren't all about it until you actually talk to me or you go listen to some episodes and you, you have to listen to the right ones too. Like this one right here, it's a fucking banger from start oh. to finish. It, not every episode's this fucking smooth. So well, I get it. Thing, like, and, and, and don't fucking like, I, I'll, I'll be the first person to tell you, I will admit when I'm a piece of shit about fucking anything, but that's, but it took me, uh, I, I did go listen to a few episodes and I was like, man, this is fucking dope. Like, this is my thing. I dig this. And that's when I realized I really needed to fucking do it. But yeah, I, I completely, as soon as I seen your numbers, I was like, yeah, I'll be all right. But no. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to hear what's the name of y'all's podcast, by the way. I have, so I've got a couple different options. Uh, my goal with my podcast is to, uh, give back to my boys because I've always, we've always had this pact. Uh, if one person goes, no matter who it is, you're taking the others with you. Okay. So one, my goal is to, I'm doing good right now. I want to monetize this and give them something, their own platform. And we've always called it, uh, <clears throat> when we have these, like, uh, a couple of us were truck drivers. So we've always had Bluetooth and shit. We get on four or five way calls in the morning and we call it the safety meeting every fucking time. Um, I don't know how many people's taking that if it's even fucking possible, but, uh, yeah, dude, just what me and you are doing right now is so fucking easy for me. Cause I do it every day. I've done it for years for the longest fucking time. No, you can tell you're good at it. It's not, not everybody is not, not everybody can have a good conversation. That's actually got substance to it. Right. Yeah. This is good. And safety meeting is a great fucking title. I've got two girls coming in here on fucking Wednesday. That uh, they both have really great stories, not big social media platforms, but really great stories. One of them's a recovering addict that helps with rehab centers and all this kind of stuff. And uh, she's already done, like, tried to do like one show before. And I told her when she did it, I was like, this isn't going to work for you. I like to be brutally honest with folks. I was like, you're going to need somebody else. And you can't do a show every week about addiction because it ends up being the same story in one way or another. And God bless every one of those people that have recovered from it. But, like, you can't do it. It doesn't work. Or somebody else uh, somebody else with a huge account or whatever would do it by now. But it, it would get very generic and the same thing, repetitive. So, like, they're trying to come up with a name, and I told them that I would help them with their name. You with safety meeting is one of those is, like, it's fucking perfect. And it's, that's my, it's perfect. my big buddy that's in my videos all the time, uh, Ryan Satterfield. He, I asked him one day, I'm like, what do you want to call this? He was like, uh, safety meeting. I'm like, it makes total fucking sense. I'm like, all right, fucking absolutely. And that's another thing, too. Like, 
we talk about the you have people on here that aren't it's okay like everybody's yeah. got their own fucking thing like not not everybody does one thing this is the one thing i then i don't i don't play guitar i'm not a heart surgeon i don't fucking I, like I, don't, I can this is one thing that i can do and i'm all right with that you know well, cool, dude. Well, man, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time and hanging out with me. Or what? We're definitely going to do this again. Uh, but yeah, uh, drop your so even though I know everybody that listens to me probably already follows you anyway. Drop your social media handles real fast. Uh, TikTok is G. This is going to sound fucked up because when you first start TikTok, you don't think you're going to be famous. So just fucking deal with it, y'all. Uh, G00SE2659. Um, Instagram is goose all lowercase five, four, nine. And Facebook is just Craig Clark. Uh, yeah, I get a lot of shit for that name. They're like, I'm like, well, I didn't fucking know that I was going to blow up. Like I had no fucking idea. Like goose, unfortunately was fucking taken. So kiss my ass. Apparently it's popular. Well, I'm just glad you don't have to wear like a fucking onesie and a cape. Cause you probably wouldn't look good in it. They're Craig Clark. I'm going to tell you one thing right now. It's between that and feet pictures. If shit comes down to that or me having to get a real job, mind your business, bro. Like, if you see me doing some dumb shit, just be like, well, apparently shit got rough and he didn't want to go back to Walmart. So this is what he's doing. Don't think that me and you won't start an OnlyFans and it would just be <laughs> roasting little dicks. Like, those dick pics to get sent to you, people will pay to be degraded. I've thought about it before. And they're like, you know what? I could probably make a lot of money making people feel really bad about themselves. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, I appreciate it. And uh hey, I appreciate every one of y'all listening to the show. And uh, you got anything else you want to say before we get off here, big guy? Uh no, bro. I look forward to doing this a lot more. This was a blast. Fuck yeah. All right, folks. Well, we will see y'all later.